0: And we are wrapping up skit that that shares us. Wow. (laughs) Off to a strong start, Charnel. (laughs) Shit that scares us. Yes. And today you get to tell me, what scares you, Amber? So I found a case that
1: it's got some paranormal undertones. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, as I did my deep dive, I have theories. Okay. Um... But there's some definite undertones of some unexplainable events in this case, and I would love to hear theories afterwards. Okay, from everybody. So right. I'm settling in. I'm thinking. Chilling. Yeah, it's it's just. I will tell you, it's an unsolved case still today. Like literally, not a lot of explanation mm. about what happened, but there's tons of theories. Okay. So I say after everybody listens, we'll get a little. Give us your get opinions. Get some
0: online chatting going. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm going to tell you about a family today. And the snippets that were left behind after the event that happened, I feel like really leave detectives wondering, what was this family up to? Like, Hmm. what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Because the aftermath, there's some things that that were found that are just eerie. Eerie is a good word. Do we
0: have some weirdos?
1: Um. (sighs) Stay, stay tuned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say
1: weirdos, but they were definitely into some different types of things, and there's speculation of mm-hmm. various activity okay. that they could have been up to. So, I'm going to tell you about the Jameson family. Now, this takes place about 2009 when the family, with what happened, okay. this is 2009.
0: Okay, so not this is not old Not timing. that long ago, no. I don't know why I was thinking that it would— Whenever I hear paranormal stuff, I always think back in the day, and I don't even know why that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was not all that long ago. And honestly, the events that have unfolded, the most recent ones, were even in, like, 2014. So I know you don't know what I mean hmm. by that, but I will explain. Hmm. On October 8th of 2009, the Jameson family packed up their belongings— in their home of you, and i forgive me, I think it's Eufaula, Oklahoma. Okay, is where they lived. So they packed up everything and they got into their vehicle and they took off, never to be seen again. What? Yep. This was October 8th, 2009. Oh my the God. The family was made up of Bobby Dale Jamison, 44, Sherilyn Jamison, 40. And I love their daughter's name, Madison Stormy Star Jameson, oh. who was just six. They Aww. just had one daughter. Okay. But, yep, they packed up their stuff. They got into the truck, and they took off. And that is, that's that. Like, they, they were never no seen one again.
0: ever sees them again.
1: And I'm going to tell you kind of everything that, you know, unfolds after they left their home. And like I said, you tell me what you think.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued already.
1: So, this family, they were described as a free-spirited family. They liked to kind of live off the land. They, you know, liked nature, being out in nature, and...
0: Lived off the grid a little. And they
1: were, yeah. That's a perfect way to describe them because they were looking to completely oh. go off the grid. Okay.
0: Well, shit. In some of this.
1: They did. And then they did. Right. So, yeah, they they loved the simple life concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both described the couple um as loving and caring and they adored their daughter.
0: Okay, did they go off the grid and we're just assuming they're dead? We'll get to it.
1: <laughs> we'll get to it.
0: <laughs> All right. So they
1: met, Cherylanne and Bobby. They met in the summer of two thousand two. And from what family says, Cheryl Ann knew right away Bobby was the one for her. She absolutely just fell head over heels. Sure. Bobby was described as a really gentle and caring person, super nice, help anybody, didn't wish ill on anybody. Um, he reminds me just like the hippie kind of lifestyle, the yeah. hip, you know, just
0: that's kind of what just I'm a nice, just nice, yeah, yeah, man, really loner
1: cool. kind of, you know. Yeah. So that's the impression I, I get of of Bobby. Sure. In 2004, the couple got married in July and then they had a baby girl later that summer which they named Madison. Now Madison was the entire family's pride and joy. Sure. They adored her and she was she was adorable. The, the picture, she was a little blonde. Um, I was
0: picturing a blonde, I don't know why.
1: Yes. In the documentary that I watched on this this case, the family just, I mean, she was like the light of all of their lives. Mm-hmm. And her parents absolutely loved her. Of course. Now, like I said, the family really wanted to live the simple life. They had a home in Oklahoma, but they were looking to move from that home and essentially kind of go off the grid, and they were looking at land in the Panola Mountain area, which wasn't super far from where they were living, but their goal was to basically sell the property and move into the... The mountainous area. And my understanding is that the community there, there were not many people living out in the mountains. Mm -hmm. There were a few. But if you were living out there, it was like no electricity. Yeah. You were maybe running a generator. You were living off the land. You were living literally living off the land. And so they were looking to basically live this way. So they were looking at property in the mountains.
0: No, it, thank to you. me it sounds horrible. I'm yeah, not gonna I'm not, lie. I won't judge. To
1: each right. their own, but n- no, they also had. It's been described as either a storage shed or some some. Uh, one reference was a storage container. Oh. that they had planned to live out of. So they had okay. like some kind of small home.
0: Yeah, tiny shed. Home. A tiny
1: home. It, it was speculated maybe a, a tiny home, but they were going to put this on their land and live okay. from that. So very simple. I've seen Alaska get rid of, the last
0: frontier. Yeah. it can happen. I mean, if, that's, if you love nature and you literally want to be amongst it. And you only want to rely on yourselves and on nature and not yeah. anyone. Okay. So that was their goal. You're not letting the man keep you
1: down. No. No. You're not held by a job. You're not held by...
0: A bunch of bills. No, you're just a survivalist. You're just surviving. I mean, heck, maybe it is the way to go. Perhaps. Probably, you know, could be less stress, could be more stress. I don't know.
1: So on October 8th, which was the day before they packed up their things, the family had been looking at the property, like I had said, in the mountains, and it's described as a pretty you know, treacherous and unpopulated area. Okay. So they did get lost while they were back there looking around, and they happened to stop and ask this man that lived out in the mountains. They happened to find somebody. and They asked him for directions. This was the man that had last seen the family. Okay. He is the last known person to see them the day before. He said no one was with them. Nothing appeared out of ordinary. They were just asking for directions to this land that they wanted to look at. Sure. So, after that man talks to the family, we're going to fast forward about eight days later. That, like I said, was the last sighting. No one had seen them since. October 16th of 2009, some hunters, I told you we were, I had some hunters in my case. Some hunters were out on four-wheelers riding around, and they happened to come across a truck not too far away from where that property that they would have been looking at was. Okay. They come across the truck. It belonged to the Jameson family. And the men discover that it's completely locked. And it looks, I mean, there's nothing around. It's just their just truck. It just looks abandoned. Yep. So, of course, they call authorities. They're like, we found this truck. Yeah. You know, something's going on. Police come to investigate. Now, when, a, when the police arrive to assess the situation, they look into the truck, and this is going to upset you because it upset me too, okay. but one of the things that they first discover is that the Jameson's family dog <gasps> was in the truck. The truck had been locked. The dog appeared to be malnourished, so they concluded the dog must have been there for you know, several days oh. trapped inside. I'm so glad they found him. Yeah. You know? But, but this gives
0: them cause to be able to break into it.
1: Yeah. So they find the dog and then they start oh. looking around the truck to see like what else what else is in there. Yeah. What they find is Bobby's wallet. They find Anne's purse, a GPS, a couple jackets, a cell phone, and $32,000 worth of cash in a bag that oh, was shit. tucked like in by the driver's seat it was like tucked beside it yeah all of these things are still intact in the vehicle they looked at the cell phone that was in the car and it was thought to be it was bobby's cell phone and they found a picture of madison which looked like it was taken the day before kind of in that area okay otherwise nothing suspicious on the the phone was found and the truck showed no signs of struggle there was no dents there was nothing you know yeah, No signs of breaking and entering.
0: Well, and I'm sorry, but there's $32,000 in there. Exactly.
1: And so that was the first thought. Well, first thought was, okay, this is odd that they had this much cash on yeah. them, but it's still here. So, yeah. I mean, no one robbed them. It was just a really odd situation. There was no, you know, nothing disheveled outside the vehicle. It was just there, and it was abandoned, and it was locked. The GPS in the truck had indicated that the family had been farther up the hill that was nearby, and it looked like they had gotten out of the truck and maybe went exploring a little bit up the hill. Okay. And this appeared to be where the photo of Madison was taken the day before. When investigators looked around, they discovered multiple footprints in the area up on the hill where the couple had been you essentially know, looking, around. looking around. Yeah. So they cont- they conducted a theory at that time that maybe the family went exploring up the hill and when they came back, they were confronted by someone or something. That kept them from getting back into their vehicle. Now, again, just a theory as they're doing their investigation of like, okay, maybe they never fully made it back to their vehicle, you know, when they went missing.
0: I mean, that's really what I'm thinking. Like, that's, that's reasonable to deduce.
1: <laughs> right. So the large amount of cash that was discovered in the vehicle obviously rose a lot of red flags as to what was going on. And, I mean, people don't typically carry that much cash on them when they're traveling. Right, right. So investigators started to do more of a deep dive into the truck to look around, and they started to find other things that were a little bit eerie. One of the things that they found was an 11-page letter that Sherilyn had written to Bobby, and what they discover in the letter is it's a very hateful... (gasps) uh lots of resentment toward bobby lots of disdain oh, and no. basically indicating years of unhappiness oh, built no. up resentments um cuz she doesn't want to live off the land and he's insisting on it she it sounds like she was accusing him of just wanting to be a loner and never really loving his family never wanting his family just a lot of okay. just you know hard feelings toward him yeah. and that was tucked in uh, beside her seat this letter Okay. So it was like okay, that's odd for sure. After finding that, of course they're they're looking at okay, was this some kind of like murder suicide? Was mm-hmm. there violence involved? Because mm-hmm. you know the uh, the letter indicated there were problems. Mm-hmm. So naturally, they ask the family, you know, what was the relationship like? It was indicated from family members that they were having some problems. Now the family does say that. That Bobby and Sherilyn, they loved each other very much. They wanted to make things work. But, yes, there was some issues that were going on. Okay. It was also questioned. So eight days had went by. No one had heard from the family. No one had, you know. I was know,
0: wondering about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. No one reported them missing. That guy in the mountains was literally the last person that saw this family. Yeah. So the, the police were asking, like, why didn't you guys, you know, report anything or was why was it not concerning right the family in the documentary that I watched it they indicated that the this is kind of how they were they would disappear for days they went off the grid a lot and so to the family it wasn't really suspicious to not hear from them for a week
0: or so okay yeah Um. I mean that does not surprise me I guess if you really think about it like a family that's Described as being kind of a loner and wanting to be off the grid and. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know what the hometown was like, but I still gather it was a small town area and they loved nature. So they were always kind of like outdoors doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how close the family were. I mean, they obviously thought highly of Sherilyn of and Bobby when they were talking on the documentary. But it does sound like there was maybe some, I don't want to say disconnect, but it doesn't sound like they were a super, super close-knit close. family sure. talking every day All right, by any means. So another little tidbit that I found is that when the family saw the picture that was taken of Madison on that hill, they suspect that somebody else possibly could have taken that photo because she looks... To them, just out of sorts. Um, It's a picture of Madison in her arms. Like, she's kind of grabbing both arms and looking off to the side. Now, when I see the picture, I don't feel like it's anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. But um, the family said it just didn't look like she typically would have looked. So they suspect, did somebody else take that photo on the phone um, that maybe they ran into that day? So that was something that Hmm. they raised Question about right away.
0: okay. So
1: immediate leads in the family's disappearance became very confusing and downright bizarre. Because the latter um, that was found, investigators, like I said, they considered this possible um, act of violence taking place between the couple and maybe something like that happened. After talking to the families, it was also discovered that Sherilyn had a pistol registered in her name and she always carried it with her. When investigators looked through the truck and at the house that they had packed up, they did not find this pistol. It was actually never found. So that remains a suspicion of where was it? What happened to it? Yeah. Did she have it on her? Right. So that was another thing that the police were looking at. Like, did Cheryl Lynn do something? Um, But again, no strong leads at this point. So the theory of a murder-suicide started to come up. But that would mean that there were bodies still somewhere to be found, right? And investigators decided that it was time to conduct a massive search, both air and land. So they did do a thorough um, search of the area, and like I had said before, the land was described as pretty treacherous and dangerous. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't an easy walk through. I bet it's not easy to
0: get a search party going through Probably not.
1: Probably not. So I'm sure the air search, you know, was part of that as well. The dogs were brought in to maybe sniff something out. Okay. A, you know, trace of the ascent of one of the family members.
0: Do we know if this was like a heavily wooded area? It was. Or more open. I
1: think it was m- like mountainous, but, you know, I'm not 100%.
0: Because I just wondered with an air search how effective that could be if there's a bunch of foliage and trees and whatnot.
1: I do get the impression there were some because hunting took place here a lot. Right. So yeah. you know, I'm not I'm
0: not positive. It's just what I'm picturing in my brain. I'm
1: I'm picturing like a lot of hills, a lot of, you know, mountainous mm-hmm. area, but also forest as well. Yeah. So um the dogs did pick up on a scent of the um around a water tank nearby. They were really drawn to that. So One of the thoughts that the police had was, oh, my gosh, are they in the the water tank somewhere? Um, You know, maybe we should check that out. Yeah. But so they do. They drain the water tank that was nearby. There was nothing found. So. But the dogs like really showed
0: interest there. Yeah,
1: there was Hmm. they were drawn to the area with with some kind of scent. Um, But again, nothing found. So at that point, the murder suicide theory, it starts to dissolve a little bit because there was no bodies found. Um, the family, like I said, they didn't believe that Sherilyn or Bobby was really capable of doing this. They were known as being loving, free-spirited people. You know, the family wasn't aware of any violence or anything like that in their relationship. So that was hard for the family to bite onto, basically, because they were like, yeah, they they're not capable of committing murder-suicide, you know. Right. Because there was nothing found from the search— at that point, they do put some missing persons photos out into the community. The photo that I told you about with Madison was released, um, hoping they could find some kind of lead or someone had seen them or knew something. Yeah, because at this point, the family's just missing. Nobody knows where they went. The truck was found, but there was nothing. You know, there's no foul play indicated. So they really have nothing to go Absolutely by. Absolutely
0: zero. As
1: detectives start to look into Bobby and Sherilyn's personal lives, they do start to discover some interesting things about the the couple. One of the things they discover is that Bobby and Sherilyn were both very interested in spirituality. So as it was described, Sherilyn had some beliefs that maybe weren't commonly shared by other people police do discover that a couple weeks before they disappeared the couple had attended a prayer meeting with their local preacher who investigators did interview and the preacher indicated that Bobby and Cheryl Lynn had talked about seeing angels and spirits coming into their home they had also reported that the spirits had interacted with their 6-year-old daughter one in particular named Emily that Madison was apparently talking to on a regular basis.
0: Okay. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) So they definitely, you know, they were concerned with seeing these spirits all the time. And Bobby had even asked the preacher if there was anything he could do to basically get rid of the spirits. They had seen three or four outside of their home that Bobby had indicated were causing them some trouble. So Bobby had asked, is there a bullet or some kind of special weapon that I could use to get rid of these spirits oh that are lingering around outside of the home?
0: Oh, my gosh. Like a silver bullet for a yeah, vampire like a, or werewolf, yeah. whatever it
1: is. So I think they were asking the preacher if that was, you know, something that they could, oh, could do. what did
0: the preacher say? You know, I,
1: I don't really know what his response was. He just remembers they were concerned with especially the ones outside of the house that were
0: like trying they were to get seeing
1: in. on the roof or like on the side, oh. outside, just being trouble to them. So
0: it's not just one person. All three of them are experiencing these same.
1: Yes. Yes. Events. Now, I don't know if anybody was able to ever talk to Madison, the child, but from, yeah. you know, Bobby and Sherilyn going to the preacher, this is what they were saying that, you know, even Madison was talking to one on a regular basis. and. So they were seeing a lot of this. Now, I will tell you that also when investigators, they went into the home, they did find this satanic Bible that was apparently supposed to be like some kind of joke that Sherilyn bought for Bobby. But Bobby did indicate to the preacher that he had been reading it. So... I didn't know
0: such a thing existed.
1: I didn't either. There was a picture of it on an article. It looks super creepy, but oh. so that was found in the home. Oh. They were getting into some spiritual things, and according to bleh, bleh, according to police, Sherilyn had also started just a couple weeks, like I said, before their disappearance, she had started going around the the community and spray painting odd signs and what? phrases. Around the neighborhood. I love how
0: you're just casually jumping in. In the beginning of this episode, you're just like this normal family packs up and heads <laughs> off to live in the mountains, never to be seen again. And now we're like into some crazy uh, yeah, shit. So
1: I did say that when they found the police found things, it did leave some questions of like what this I'd family say. was up to. <laughs> and these were the things I was talking about. Spray Spray
0: um, painting. Weird symbols? Is that what you said? Yeah, she was, apparently,
1: she was spray painting some weird symbols and odd phrases in, in the neighborhood. Now, wow. one specifically that she she did, so Sherilyn had a cat that had passed away, I guess, you know, not long before they disappeared.
0: Okay. And
1: she had spray painted or written a message in the neighborhood saying, witches don't like their cats being killed. And, and she was also reported around the community to be telling people that she was a witch. Um, and this made people uh, uneasy. Sure. Like, they were a little bit off-put by this. She was adamantly saying she was, you know, she was a witch. Ooh. So that message, I think, it, it caught people off guard. I'd say. Um, now, with the cat, I don't know if, I can't remember if I mentioned, Sherilyn thought the cat was poisoned. Did I oh say that? no,
0: you didn't. You, she, yeah. you just said that she the cat died. The, the cat had
1: died. She believed somebody in the neighborhood had poisoned it, okay. so that's why she wrote. Yeah, witches sense. don't like their cats being killed. Okay, so
0: which I it, bet they don't.
1: No, they, they probably don't. You know, and and maybe it was just a way to freak people out. Maybe it, there was meaning to it. Nobody right. really knew, but it was definitely like, okay, that's that's a little off putting. Well, I mean,
0: when you do something like that, it's one thing, but then you do something like that and then you disappear. It raises questions. Yeah.
1: So after about seven full days of investigating the family's disappearance, like I said, they had the truck, but there was nothing really, you know, other things no, right. going on. They do I mean, have, it tells us they
0: didn't get robbed. Right.
1: Right. But, you know, they're not getting much other than, okay, the, the family was into some spiritual things. Yeah. They weren't, you know, they were having issues. The couple yeah. was having issues. Right. Now, another significant break comes when they discovered that there was a home surveillance cam- camera that was put, um, like, above the home. So, you could kind of see what was going on
0: outside. Okay. They discovered so okay, that. An outside camera. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, they were able to view that and see fan- uh, footage of the family packing up their belongings the, the, the day that they had left. Okay. Now, it's described to be very because you see the couple going back and forth from the house and they're in a trance-like state. No. Yes (laughs) I did watch it it's very choppy but basically they're they're just going back and forth loading stuff up they don't even interact with each other. I was gonna ask that are they interacting with each other? Back and forth and there's even times where they just stop and stare into the distance, like uh-uh. for long periods of time. No, super creepy. Oh my gosh, super creepy. Um, so they, you know, this video footage what obviously about the little girl? is she doing this too? The little girl, um, you see like clips of her going in and out. I think she was just kind of like playing around when they were loading the vehicles up, mm-hmm. but it was really the two of them were that were in this translate okay. state. Um, she's just kind of like in and out of the videos. Okay. Now, investigators were obviously concerned with what they saw on the video. The couple seem to be completely out of it. Like hypnotized. Yes. So what they end up doing is they consult with some psychologists because they're like, this is really odd behavior. What's going on? And it does lead the psychologists and police to believe that they could have possibly been under the influence of some
0: kind of drug. Of course, that's where I was going next.
1: Yes. Right. The bizarre behaviors, um,
0: the trance-like,
1: you know, staring off into the distance. So they start to believe...
0: Maybe there's some drug-related activity. Any of the family indicate that they knew them to dabble even with drugs? No, that is another
1: very sensitive subject with the family. Now, the the uh, documentary that I watched on this case, the family was upset about that allegation because they they truly believe that the two of them were not doing drugs. Okay. Um. Like I said, it doesn't sound like they were around the couple all the time. So, I'm not saying they were, but I'm not saying they weren't. Another concern with this area of Oklahoma, when there's drugs suspected, they suspect one thing, and that is methamphetamine because it is so bad in that area. Yeah, definitely. As with, we see in a lot of, you know, rural communities, meth is prevalent. It is prevalent. And Mm so... It sounds like they have a huge problem with it there. So when the, someone suspects a drug problem, it's usually methamphetamine. Yeah.
0: Those, that's the accusation. Okay. I
1: also learned, and I had never heard it called this before, but on the documentary, one of the officers said that they call it redneck cocaine. <laughs> I was like, I you know, it. Yeah. I've never
0: heard that before. I can see that. Redneck cocaine.
1: Yeah. So like I said, the family, they were not... Happy about this theory. They they did not. They're not buying into it. Yeah. They, okay. they felt like it was just an unfair allegation with no substantial proof. Uh, sure. I get that. And I get as the family that had lost their loved ones feeling offended. Mm-hmm. You know, I do get that.
0: Most definitely. Especially if they didn't find anything in their home that indicated any use or. Right. You know, I, or in
1: their truck. Which there was nothing. That indicated drug use yeah. that was found in the truck or the home. So
0: I mean, you raise a good point. If you're addicted to meth, you're at least taking the you stuff usually to continue the residue. Cook it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now
1: another red flag that was raised by the police is the surveillance cameras in general. Um, you know, why they would have them. Was it for the spirits? It could have been. But Bobby's mother also said like, no, no, this was a thing because her ex-husband, which would have been Bobby's dad, Mm -hmm. had a bit of a a violent um, side. And when they had separated, it sounds like Bobby's dad um, was scaring them all, like threatening them. Okay. And so even Bobby's mother said she had surveillance put up in her own home. So she's like, no, no. Okay. It wasn't drug related. We all had
0: cameras. We were all being cautious. Yeah. Surveillance is a normal thing for our family at this time. Right.
1: But on the flip side to that, I've encountered many families and a surveillance camera outside the home is a huge red flag. Yeah. So it's like there's two parts. Yeah. There's two parts. And then there's
0: people. Now there's, you know, ring doorbells. Or mm-hmm. everyone has a surveillance camera outside their house, right? Because people be stealing Amazon packages. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So it's, it's, I think it's much more normal now. Like there would have been two thousand nine. Yeah,
1: two thousand nine probably weren't seeing that as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's a lot of different ways you could look at the the camera, yeah, footage, but it's creepy nonetheless. Yeah, it is. It is very eerie. It
0: is really strange.
1: Now, as investigators start to. To look deeper into the family, they do discover that Sherilyn had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. and She had okay. been seeking treatment
0: out. I wondered about that with the possibility of her going around saying she was a witch and making the, mm-hmm. you know, that's... And especially the spiritual claims, they do tend to fixate very heavily on spiritual things.
1: Mm-hmm. So she, she had been prescribed medication, but as often... With bipolar disorders, um, she didn't She's take them regular. Mm-hmm. She would start feeling better. She would, you know, stop taking them when she was feeling better. And then she would completely turn into a a, a whole other person. Sure. There were suspicions that this could have been part of those journal entries because she was known to make really... Bizarre journal entries when she was off the meds. Sure, so the that makes letter sense. to Bobby it could have been when she was off the meds, uh-huh. but they don't really know. Right. They don't know when the letter was written.
0: Oh, I always date date your journal entries. Yeah, you got to date those entries.
1: So by November 1st of 2009, the family had been missing for about three weeks. Another significant lead surfaces when investigators discouple... Discoupled.
0: (laughs) I like that. Discoupled.
1: That is a catchy word. Yeah. Um, Investigators discovered that the couple had actually taken in what's described as a border, someone that was staying with them, helping do things around their house, like helping them out. Um, He was a drifter that had like come into the area, needed a place to stay basically. So they're like, sure, you can stay with us, help us out. I personally think that sounds terrifying. But what starts happening is shortly after the border is staying with Sherilyn and Bobby, he starts making Sherilyn and Madison uncomfortable. Like if Bobby would leave, he would start saying In creepy a- things. Okay. So you
0: got to go. Yeah,
1: they're starting to pick up on he's a little bit odd. And there was one particular incident. Now, Sherilyn had shared this with her family, so that's how well, they we got know. the information. Okay. Um, the border—Bobby had left to do something, and so the border went and sat down by Sherilyn, and he basically said, you know that I'm a white supremacist, <gasps> and you keep talking about this Indian blood that you have, and I believe that anyone that's not white needs to die.
0: Ick. Yeah. Oh my God. And
1: so, of course, Sherilyn is scared shitless. She she grabs Madison up. She takes Madison to, um, I'm assuming family member, and she she gets one of Bobby's guns. She yeah. goes back to the the house, and she basically tells this border like, you need to get the hell out of here hell now. Yeah. yeah. And or I'm
0: blowing your face off, yes. man.
1: She even fired uh live rounds like. At his feet. She didn't shoot him, but yeah. like the warning round like- Just to like, prove
0: that I know how to shoot this and use this yeah. gun and I'm serious. Yeah, I'm not playing around. You need to leave immediately. You literally just said that you think that I need to die because yeah. I'm a white supremacist. Nope. Yep. Nope. So and nope. So
1: he does leave Um, he and they don't hear from him again. You know, he leaves the area, mm. but obviously this raises- Huge red flags, for of,
0: sure. Okay, maybe we have a person of interest. We possibly here. have a motive. Yeah. for wanting these people to disappear.
1: And it sounds like Sherilyn was super, super shaken up about this. She had never sure. fired a gun at anybody ever. This was not like her. Oh. You know, he had basically said she needed to die, so she was terrified. Definitely. So they start to look what into a horrific this horrific. I know. To say. That's why he just. You just don't let strangers stay at your house. You I'm sorry. No, no judgments, but
0: no. come
1: on. Um, investigators, they start looking into this man that had been staying with them, the border, and they do find his name. There was a prescription bottle that was left behind in nice. the home, and it had his name. So they were able to find out who he was and track him down. Good. Now, That's interesting. Lucky. interestingly enough, they do interview him. They question where he was, you know, around the time the family disappeared, and I never found the details of his alibi. But apparently, they were substantial enough that they this man was cleared. They didn't um, after the they interviewed him and looked into him. Th- they do not find him as a person of interest anymore. Okay, he was he was not able to be in that area during the time. Right. So they were like, okay, right, clearing him. Okay, so that one. Check dead check end. it off the list. Yeah, it was a dead end.
0: You're still a douchebag, but that's a yeah, dead end. Yeah, you still
1: really suck. For sure. But apparently he was cleared in this case. So this documentary that I watched, it's the um the disappeared series. Oh, it's yeah. on investigation discovery.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of those. So
1: yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um they did an episode on this case in two thousand ten. So that's oh, you not know, long watched, after they disappeared. Yeah, it was about a year oh, right. after. So so they presented the information that they had, you know, at the time, the mm-hmm. best they could. And that, what I just told you, is about all that they had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it, it kind of ends with that. Like, you know, we had this person of interest, nothing, right. no, no leads.
0: And we still have no idea where this have, family is. Yeah, we
1: have no idea where they are. The truck was found, and there was a massive amount of cash in massive. it. Massive. But everything was still intact. Their belongings were still there. So odd. So... We're going to fast forward about four years later, because in that time, there's nothing really that that comes about with this case. And unfortunately, um, because there were no leads, as we see happen so often, the media starts to lose coverage. Yeah. It starts to go cold. Right. And that's that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, you know, the the leads stop. We're just kind of four years go by with nothing, really. So in 2013, November 16th, again, a few hunters were out (laughs) hunting, walking through the woods in the very same area. Now, this is chilling. To me, it was chilling. About three miles from where the truck was found back in 2009, just three miles away, these hunters come up on partial skeletal remains. Okay. Okay. The remains appeared to be two adults and one child. Oh, okay. So obviously they call police. Police come and investigate. Additionally, when when they search the area, they find pairs of shoes, human teeth. They found bits of clothing and some bone fragments that belong to arm and leg bones that were in the area. Oh my gosh, okay. So this was... Back in November, they did send the bone fragments into. I mean, they obviously suspected it could have been the family, but for they didn't sure. know. We've I mean, four years ad- that went by. Yeah,
0: two adults and a child, and I'm sure being exposed to the elements for four years, right. possibly.
1: So they did send these in for examination. Then in July of 2014, so it took a little time for them to confirm. Sure. But they the bone fragments were con, confirmed to be that of the Jameson family. Wow. Yeah. So
0: just three miles three from where their miles. truck was.
1: That is the part that's unbelievable. And they, searched. they searched. Now, I know in some of these cases, you know, I it sounds like this search was thorough. When the investigation when the investigators were talking in the documentary, it sounds like they made great efforts, you mm-hmm. know, in this search and in in Even the investigation. It's rough terrain. It was rough terrain, but you know, sometimes when we see wooded areas or forest areas, they do like the grid search. Mm -hmm. So they cover all the area. I don't know if that was done. Right. I don't know if it's possible that that could have just been missed. But I'm also like, I don't know that they were there.
0: No. I do not know that they were there. All of them there together, Amber? Exactly. The three of them plowed together. The clothing
1: and the, you know, I, I don't. Personally believe that they were there uh-uh. when that search happened. when
0: the search was going on. I agree.
1: So just a really eerie twist to that is that they the bodies were found very close to where the truck had come up missing all those years before. The Oklahoma State Medical Examiner was not able to determine causes of death because of the condition of, of the remains. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You know, they were so badly decomposed, and there was only partial remains found. They never found
0: all of the of remains. I mean, I hate to say this, but animals. Right. We're in the wilderness. We're right. in the mountains.
1: The causes of death were determined to be under suspicious circumstances, but they never could say what exactly sure. I mean, them. really,
0: it could have even been exposure. If they got lost in those woods. Yes. And then they were only three miles from where their truck was. You know, like, I, I'm just spitballing here. But what if they were on the move the whole time the search party was looking for them? That crossed right? my mind, too. And and then, but at the same token, then they all perish at the same time. Right, right. And, well, unless they were sleeping on the ground and it got very cold. And they, because didn't you say this is October? Yes. So, they could have all died from exposure on the same. That could be. So,
1: I will tell you. That's that's it. That's all she wrote. Um, They they found the remains. They have never found an explanation as to what happened to this family, why they came up missing or why they were found dead. Right. So, like I said, that was in 2014, and or 2022. Now, nothing has ever been resolved in this case. It's still, mm-hmm. it's still cold. It's still un- unanswered. There's a ton of theories, though. So, I thought we could go over. I'd love to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Now, the first one is that the Jamesons were a member or members of a sat- satanic cult. Okay, that. Bible was found. They were starting to get into some things like with spirits and seeing them. Okay. Um, Cheryl Lynn identified herself as a witch, so there is this speculation that they were involved with a cult some way. Okay. And either they tried to break away from the cult or something happened to put put them on the list like the hit list basically. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever been substantiated with this lead, but I believe some of the family speculated that this could be a possibility, but there's never
0: been um a cult located in the area that could. That was going to be my next this. question, and I I don't get behind this one. Her having the stuff that she did doesn't surprise me, given her mental illness, very yes. common. Yes. Um, him having that book, you know, she got it as a joke, and then he, which could be, could be right, and then he was curious, so he started reading it. Now. I will say it's a little peculiar about the spirit things not given her mental illness thing. Didn't you say she was schizophrenic or bipolar? Bipolar. bipolar. So that part doesn't it does concern me that it, all three of them seem to be seeing that. So I don't know, but Right. I I don't know. I'm not one to usually jump onto the satanic panic bandwagon that others tend to and, and to yeah go I don't I don't
1: know if the the Dark Lord of the underworld was involved in right. this or not. <laughs> um
0: but apparently he doesn't need money because he the, left that 32k right? there. There were there were some snippets of which I feel that like, I feel like the cult would have maybe taken that.
1: Heck yeah. I would so, think so too. Yeah. Now the other just kind of leading into that, the other speculation is the mental health issues slash, depending on what you believe, spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people do theorize that the combination of the mental health issues combined with, I mean, we've talked about this in some of our cases where you'll see exorcisms, Mm-hmm. There's this mental health versus, is it demons? Mm-hmm. Is it the devil, you know, using yes. those weaknesses to play on people? Compe-
0: yes, the devil
1: compelling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on what you believe. Some mm-hmm. people do fully believe that those, you know, those vices, addictions, mental health issues, it is this, like, dark side of evil coming over people. Yep. So there is that theory that it could have been something really dark mm-hmm. that came over them. It could have been something and that... Like,
0: put them in this trance and...
1: yeah. Made them go exactly wandering and, the woods to their death. So that's that's another theory. Like was it this you know mental health versus you know some dark side to this that really took over them and they did wander out into their de- mm-hmm. into their deaths. Mm-hmm. They wandered out and they left everything behind. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a speculation. Hmm. Another theory in this case is that it could have been a meth deal gone wrong. Um, It was very odd to find Mm $32,000 worth of cash in the truck Mm -hmm. with no explanation. Um, I will tell you, working with countless people either on meth or coming off of meth, hallucinations are super common. Mm -hmm. So those spirits they were seeing Mm could have been, you know, if they were using meth, it could have been a a factor. I, I don't know. Definitely. The one part of that theory, though, that I find odd, if it was a drug deal or meth deal, they would have taken that money. They would have scoured the truck, you know. Absolutely. If it was somebody out to get them, if it
0: was like a bad deal, they would have, you know, taken the money. And these people were described as good parents. They're not taking their six-year-old on their, their meth right. swap-a-rooney.
1: I mean, and, unless they were in active use, we know that that alters your mind. It does, certainly. And, and, you know, what could be great parents may not think clearly. Yes, always,
0: yeah. Um. So, there. I mean, there's that speculation when you see pictures of you, the family... Though, if there's somebody else out there and they knew that cash was exchanging hands and that there was a meth deal, they're not leaving that 32 They're not going to leave $32,000 is so much money. Or at the
1: very least, they would have looked for some kind of money in the vehicle mm. and there was no trace of anything mm. touched in that vehicle. Mm-mm. Or so, more meth. I mean, they would, you know... I could get on board with, with the meth thing, you know... It, some of the things that, that like, the trance-like states, the hallucinations. Like, I could get on board with the with the meth theory, but I, where, where I'm lost with that one is the money still being mm-hmm. there. But there's also the question of where they got the money. You know, they were both, and I apologize if I did not mention this, but they were both on disability at the time. Oh, you didn't mention um, that. Okay. Bobby had been in a really bad accident, so he was having, like... Issues, he couldn't work. She was on disability. I'm not sure what that was for. I couldn't find it. I don't know if it was mental health or something else, but they weren't exactly rolling in a lot of money Mm -hmm. at the time. And so they're like, where did this money come from?
0: Okay, I will tell you this though getting on disability isn't just like an overnight thing where you apply for it, right? When you're approved for it, if it is determined that while you were trying to get approval or you were disabled, for up to two years prior prior to your disability starting, you get lump sum payments. So maybe that was, They could have both gotten lump sum payments and they could have resulted in well over $32,000. Maybe that was a factor or maybe,
1: you know, they they were live off the land kind of people. Maybe they Mm -hmm. saved it. I don't know. Very possible. But either way, it was really odd that that was just found in Mm -hmm. the truck.
0: And so... And I should clarify, I used to work in that sector, so that's why I know that information. That's not just me speaking out of my butt. It was, you know, uh-huh. I, like legitimately the lump sum payments. They do uh, back sometimes pay. can, be, yes, yeah. Be I've thousands and thousands and thousands. I've actually of
1: dollars. known a couple of people to get pretty decent back pays mm-hmm. for for their disability. Yeah. Um, so there, there's that. Um, it was it was odd because the other part that I wondered about. I did not find clarification if they had purchased this land.
0: Or, yeah, you I was know, wondering about
1: that they, too. To my knowledge, they were just looking. looking at it. So, for them to completely pack up and leave, were they running from something? Were mm-hmm. they?
0: Was it a psychotic break of some kind? Were they on something? Did they have the money because they were just going to tra- do the transaction right there, like not realizing, hey, this has to actually be done. Where we can sign papers, right? So that's
1: another another question of like, what, why they packed everything up, or if up. It was a
0: land contract. No, maybe situation, right? And maybe here's our down payment, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe parts of this, you know, the investigation weren't disclosed, mm-hmm. so maybe those answers are out there, and I just couldn't find them. But that was one of my first things that I wondered about, like why were they packing up? Because to my knowledge, they hadn't purchased this land, yeah, and they weren't. It didn't sound like they were fully ready to move yet. Yeah. They were just looking. I could be wrong though. It's even more bizarre. But that that adds another really odd component. It does.
0: It adds a whole other layer to this.
1: But maybe they were further along than what was indicated in the research. Like maybe they were just ready to move and And leave the house. It's
0: possible the family didn't really know either because they weren't really staying in super close contact with them.
1: Right. Yeah. So another theory that. And did they sell their house? That was. I wondered if they had cash from that. That was the other part. Is that I don't know. Okay. That's where I'm baffled of of the whole. Like, was this a done deal? They were ready to fully move. And I do they kind were, of
0: feel like the documentary would have indicated those things. Like that would have been part of the investigation that they would have known. And, so and they probably it's it's do. do. Maybe they'll that didn't. it's just a a, a mis- another mysterious part of this. It
1: could be. Um, I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't have an answer or maybe to they that. They rented their house and didn't own it. You, I mean. And they just up and left yeah. it. I'm not sure. And that was that was a big thing afterwards where I'm like, I really wish I had that info mm-hmm. cuz it's a big piece of this. So, another theory in this case is that Bobby's father did this.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Bobby's father, like I said, he was not the the greatest man, right? And it was discovered that Bobby and Sherilyn had filed a protective order oh. against him. Oh my god! Claiming that he had threatened to kill Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison over some business dealings. I'm not sure what they were. But oh no! There was some kind of PPO against him. Like I said, also Bobby's mom said I had a camera too because he was not, you know, business it wasn't a great dealings. guy.
0: That doesn't sound great.
1: It sounds like he was was dangerous, and he was described to be involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth.
0: Well, so that covers all the bases, there, doesn't maybe it? Maybe just
1: being associated with him, even you know, mm. he was not into into good things. Does I could maybe buy into that theory. This one's a bit of a dead end too, because Bob, Bobby's father ended up dying a couple months after the family went missing. Oh, um, but he had been in poor health for quite some time. So so
0: is he killing three people?
1: Right. That's the other part of that that theory of, like, would he physically be able to Mm -hmm. do that, like, out in the wilderness? This,
0: like we said, the land was not easy to... Oh, right. And how would he have known they were out there? Right. That's the other part. Could he have hired someone? Maybe.
1: Now, this one, this one I'm kind of, I do kind of wonder about. Okay. Uh, um, Another part of this is that... uh, some people theorize that there was some kind of kidnapping plot. Madison was a beautiful child. Mm. I hope to God this was not true. But like I said, I don't know that the, they were out there before when that search happened. So it makes me wonder, there is a theory that possibly this was was set up because someone was looking to kidnap Madison in particular. Oh,
0: and like lured them there to look at this right. land. Right, Exactly. Oh, shit. And that one just—that's just chilling. And to they me. just had no idea that they had thirty-five or thirty-two thousand dollars in their truck, Right. and they weren't about to put their fingerprints on it to right. go through it. You know, was that a coincidence in this?
1: Yeah, there is the the murder suicide theory. I don't really lean toward that one. I don't um, either. Yes, there were some mental health issues, yeah. but that gun that I told you about it was never yeah. found. Right. Interestingly enough, um, parts of skull were found in the remains and what was originally thought to be possibly like a hole in Bobby's skull it was later proven to not be but some of the hunters that discovered it really thought that it was like indication Hmm. of a bullet hole but nothing was ever substantiated so we don't know if that was if that was true um and like I said the they were so badly decomposed that there's no
0: yeah, solid way there's of knowing. Too many, there's too many variables at this point in time, too. I mean, an animal could have done that, right? Even.
1: The other theory in this, going back to that white supremacist, yeah, uh, gang or mm-hmm. you know whoever, is that just because that guy's um, alibi was cleared, it doesn't mean that he wasn't
0: associated, absolutely with, with an people. entire group of people, right? Because mm-hmm.
1: he, I mean, it sounds like he had a extensive criminal history as yep. well. And so just because he wasn't in the area, there is the theory that, you know, they could have been kidnapped by a Uh white supremacist group of some kind, Yeah, Yeah, taken out of the area, you know, later put back there after they were killed. Who knows? Yeah. But that's another thing that people theorize in this case is that maybe that guy, even though he was cleared, maybe his people had come back.
0: Yeah, that you one, know. I can maybe buy into that one, definitely, because yeah. they get extreme. They, and yes. wouldn't it be very convenient to put yourself, after making that threat and making so much noise with this individual, wouldn't it be very convenient to put yourself completely out of the area right at the time that they went missing?
1: But again, just going back to that, you know, the money in the truck and nobody, mm-hmm. unless they were really just out for blood and they picked up the family and they just went, they didn't bother checking the truck. They didn't, yeah. you know,
0: it's very possible. I, no one assumes someone's going to have that much cash true. in their truck. It's true. Um, and if they're legitimately working to get off the grid, like those are people that don't have a bank account. Right. Right they do keep their cash you know buried under the, exactly. the mattress or yes. yeah
1: buried in the backyard
0: you're right so for if people didn't really know that information about them they're thinking there's nothing in that truck and just leaving it yeah if it and
1: if, if it was truly meant to be this you know some kind of abduction they they maybe just grabbed them and left mm-hmm. and they didn't think mm-hmm. twice yeah. leaving the dog in the vehicle i will that's so upsetting to me but
0: mm. Or maybe they didn't know there was a dog in the vehicle to begin with. True. Another chilling
1: part of this is shortly after the documentary in 2010 came out, Bobby's mom ended up getting a mysterious phone call after this documentary indicating that she once belonged to a white supremacy group and she had seen a book at that time containing some of the names of people. That the group basically had a problem with. Kind of like a hit list. Oh my God. And so this list was basically people they needed to take care of. If you know what I mean. Oh
0: no. I do know what you mean. And I don't want to know what you mean. Yes. What? So this woman, she
1: had told, she had indicated in the call that she tried to memorize some of the names in the book. So she would, she, and she'd go home and look them up. Many times the names uh, they came back as people that were missing, and oh my God never found and the Jamesons were on that list
0: yeah oh <laughs> honey does she so, talk
1: to the police you know I don't I don't know I know all I know is that this this call had come in to Bobby's mom and it was really mysterious this anonymous person the woman also had some information about Bobby's wedding ring that his mom indicated few people knew about, like there was details about what? his wedding ring that she knew that weren't like common knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So this made her really wonder. Bel-
0: yeah. And believe what this woman's saying.
1: And so the caller added in very disturbing detail. And this is a quote. She said, supposedly one of the guys talked about how he liked to put Madison on his lap and how it made him feel good.
0: Mm, 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 mm,
1: mm. I know. No. And and that also would support the theory that the family was kidnapped for for Madison. It, for Madison. Oh my god. I know. That's the one to me I'm just I just hope it's not true but yeah. I don't know what the detail about the wedding ring was but apparently it was something significant. Yeah. Which makes you wonder if there's truth
0: to it. I got to tell you, I really, since the moment that you've said the white supremacy thing, that's what I thought. Yeah. That shit is hardcore.
1: And this drifter that that came, you know, to stay with them, was it pre pre-planned uh, Yeah, I was just going to say that too. Exactly. So, I mean, I do kind of lean toward that theory as well. Uh, the man that had stayed with him just because he was cleared doesn't mean, I mean, obviously right, he would yeah. have been a suspect, so Fine. they would have kept him away from you know when the family disappeared if the if yep. this was a group effort Of
0: course, yeah. So they do the and obviously they had a list Amber. They do this a lot. This right. is exactly what they would do is keep the person that had the contact with the family away at the time they went missing. Right. And so
1: you know, whoever this woman was that looked up names said they were they were people that were still missing. Like they were never found. Mm. And so they you know, that's that's one of the theories. The other theory is that they got lost. They mm-hmm. wandered out into the woods. Mm-hmm. Now, this one I feel is less likely because everybody that knew, especially Bobby, like I said, he was, you know, a loner, live off the land, that this was not, he wouldn't have just gotten lost. Got lost. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this was very unlike him to. You know, they would just wander off and then starve to death and never find their way back. He was very resourceful. Yeah. I mean, they were going to go live in the mountains,
0: you right. know. Right. So they would have survived. They would have survived. Until t- so, they found their truck, is essentially. Is it possible?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, But that is another theory, that they yeah. just, they wandered out. And died of exposure. And they never got back to their truck.
0: Yeah. Well, they were only three miles away from it. Right. That's what is, I mean, I did, I really, really did lean towards that until you went down the white supremacy path. Uh, path. Now I'm, I'm really supporting that. But I guess even with his family, even with people saying like, no, he would know his way in his survivalist. I mean, things can, you can get very disoriented right. out there too. And with the weather being as unpredictable as the weather is, what if they were not? It could have been, you um, know, prepared for cold temperatures. It doesn't take long. Another
1: another part of the suspicion of, with that theory, or let me rephrase that. Another part of why the family disputes this theory is because they do believe that Bobby would have been able to find his way back with just three miles. Mm-hmm. But the, also the other really odd part of this is that the bodies were, the remains were found lined up side by side. And so, if it yeah, was elements, if it was something no. out in nature that they wouldn't have been lined up so perfectly. So,
0: I yeah, I agree with that. Unless they were sleeping next to each other, that could be for too. warmth, and you know, something happened while they were sleeping. yeah, yep. Yeah, temperatures dipped, you know, much lower than they anticipated, right? And you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's not. It's not. But. Uh, so part of you but know i do wonder i don't think they were out there when the search party was out there and that's
1: where it's like we'll never know that's the one part i wish i knew were they out there when the search happened i i really don't believe that mm-hmm. they were but was there some chance that they you know if they didn't do a full you know structured grid search did they miss them sure it right. could, right, right, could right, right. be could right. i don't know but that's the jameson family case wow and it's and like i said still know. unsolved
0: I just don't think we will ever know without someone from that group, if it was the white supremacist group come, you know, happening without them coming forward and having more information, I don't think we'll ever know. I know. Oh, that is chilling.
1: It is so chilling. And
0: also just the you know, the aspect of the seeing spirits and.
1: I know there's that that this paranormal component to it mm-hmm. where you're like, were they possessed? Did they, you know, I kind of lean toward this. You know, maybe they got paranoid over something. Was it drug-related? I don't know. But maybe they just packed up and they got out of there, and they did end up, like, wandering Mm -hmm. off and never coming back. Yeah. You know, I I kind of wonder that. And the money was just simply theirs that they had saved. Yeah.
0: When you talk about the lifestyle that they led, having that much money really kind of makes sense. Now, when you see pictures
1: of of the family, they were a good-looking couple. No. Not to say that somebody couldn't get Hooked on meth really fast and go downhill because that's very possible. No,
0: but we do know what they look like when they are addicted to meth. But, yeah, the pictures of the way family. way at your entire body.
1: I'll show you, of course. Okay. But the pictures of the family, like, I I mean, I'm not seeing that. Mm-hmm. N- not to say they couldn't have been years before. Maybe they did get addicted to, to something. I don't know, but... It is just this case has so many eerie components. It does. It so really I said does. I would love to know yeah. what people what think. What do you
0: guys think? Let us
1: know. I have been back and forth like just when I feel like I have my theory I'm like, but wait. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then, but then there's this this happened. And then and, there's that. Oh. So That's I just crazy. How would you come across this? I was
1: looking for paranormal cases. Oh, and, okay. And I came across this one. Like I said, there's some components, but we don't know the truth. No. We don't know, it, you know, did that have a factor? Right. Was it drugs? Yeah. Was it neither? It right. Was it just a tragic accident? Yeah. Yikes. So that's, that's that. Well,
0: well, thank you for this, I think.
1: <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I, you I a brain
0: bath for us, please. I do. Make us feel better. Leave us on a good note.
1: I, like I told you earlier this week, I with your case, yeah. I have a cat story, too. It's super cute. I
0: love a good, well, I'll
1: rephrase what I was
0: going to say. <laughs> I love a good kitty story.
1: <laughs> so the title of my brain bath is... It says, Ginger Cat is a local star for stealing hundreds of toys and presenting them sweetly to neighbors. Oh! This is, I'm going to show you, I should post it with the case, but this is Ginger's collection of toys. Oh, Ginger. That she stole. You little hoarder. So I'll, ah. I'll tell you the details. It says, a cat burglar and klepto cat has stolen the hearts of Australians, so our <gasps> Australia listeners. Yep. Let us know if you heard of of the cat. Of the klepto cat. Yeah. So she's become a little bit of a celebrity in the area because she's known for robbing locals of their toys. (laughs) Kay McCall and her husband were moving into a new apartment last year in Fernie Hills near Brisbane when they met a ginger cat who hopped over the fence looking for a head to pat, a head pat, and chin scratches. It became a very enjoyable daily encounter, but as the visits continued, they began to notice an accumulation of toys in their yard. It wasn't long before they caught him in the act. It turned out the orange visitor was bringing more than affection and neighborliness. McCall says he left left in their yard several odd socks, a school t-shirt, and lots of toys. He brought his bounty.
0: He was bringing bringing his his, bounty to them. (laughs) That was like his stashing area. He's robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. He was like, look at all that I'm doing
1: for you. Right. Um, McCall says that he brought a beautiful little Peter Rabbit. Oh. And after she said, after a while, we just accumulated a ridiculous amount of toys. She <laughs> other, said there was like a whole table full. Other people's property. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they decided after so many that they would put like a Facebook uh, notice out because they're like, right. he's getting them somewhere. You what know, if somebody's all these reporting some stuff missing and it's found <laughs> in their backyard? Sure enough, when they put the ad out, people were recognizing their lost oh go- items from the community. And he became a local icon pretty quickly
0: I for love stealing this these toys.
1: I know, it's so adorable.
0: Like, don't leave your stuff out, kids, because Ginger the cat's going to steal it. <laughs> yes. Take it to the random neighbor's house.
1: Now, apparently he did belong to a local in the area, I don't know the the details of who the owner was, but it sounds like they they didn't have a lot of time or resources to like give him full attention and keep him from stealing things. <laughs> so, oh, their delinquent cat. So the owners had asked the McCall's, who had you know they had been the cat had been bringing well, things to their yard. the
0: cat has fallen in love with the yes, McCall's.
1: I really thought that McCall's were going to get the cat, but
0: no. Um, that's they not how it happened? It
1: doesn't. The so. The owner had said, like, could you help us find a new home for him? We, you know, we're struggling. Oh, we're know, struggling with, with his, his behaviors. Right.
0: With his dysfunctional behaviors. And so
1: a local resident, Ingrid Moyle, she was a regular animal foster. You huh. know, she took in strays. Yeah. She ended up taking in the ginger cat and gave him a, a good home. I, I guess his his name was Johnny originally, but he didn't really respond to that. So she gave him a new name of Kylo after one of her favorite uh, Star Wars characters. Oh, okay. So (laughs) she quoted, I was a Pirate Kitty fan from the very first post, and then I saw the post that Kay had put up saying his previous owners couldn't keep him anymore. So she ended up adopting him and turning him into an indoor cat, but he still does steal things around the house. Here's a picture of him with his treasures at home. Oh,
0: yep. So not even a good home can stop no, his No, so he still okay. hoards things and steals yep. things and makes little Got piles. Some things to work through. <laughs> That's funny. She said I have a
1: very large box of toys of different shapes and sizes so I just tip up the toy box on the floor downstairs and let him lounge and like take the toys right, from there. Right. So he still gets to feed Do his addiction.
0: Good, good. <laughs> he, he is happy then. So he's got
1: a happy home he's still able to steal things yep. safely inside. That reminds me of,
0: of one of my dogs that is when they're, when she's really excited to see you she brings you a treasure. That's, yes, Actually, That's how you know that she's excited to see you is because she brings you a toy she,
1: yes milo does that too my my dog he gets he? when i get home he's excited he'll go grab a grab toy mm-hmm. and show me yep
0: yeah that's what molly so. does so she just gotta she usually has a little sheep her little sheep toy in her mouth and she's just showing it to you proud as can be yeah so i thought that was adorable Animals are that the best. he's
1: like stealing things in the neighborhood yes. and i mean that pile
0: of toys is legit and, but listen his his acting out Got him to a good home, a better home. home. Yeah, he was just kind of wandering around,
1: stealing things from the neighbors. This is my
0: problem, guys. I'm showing you everything I got here. I love that he just found a random home. That's I know. Like this is where I'm going to collect. Yeah, that's
1: funny. So there's there's my cute
0: little story. Thanks. If you want more cute little stories and more horrific ones, (laughs) continue. You know, keep listening. Uh, Keep it curious. Follow us on social media. Send us your case suggestions, social media or crimecurious at yahoo.com. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.